Welcome to Healthy and Happy. I'm your host, Jamie Staker. I'm a mother of two boys. I have a lot of energy, and I love to use it by doing HIIT workouts, less Mills programs, and dancing. I'm a certified personal trainer and a certified health coach. I'm here to help you understand physical health in all of its aspects and add mental health to your awareness so you can make choices that improve your physical and mental health, giving you your most happy, healthy life. Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, people? Welcome to episode five, Loneliness and the Healing Power of Touch. I'm I'm always going to be pumped for these episodes because <laughs> these are things that I am passionate about and truly care about. So, so yeah, I'm excited. So before I dive in and get started, I wanted to give a shout out to, and I do not know how to say your name. I'm so sorry, Dr. Afrin Koti, Kotidia. I don't know. I have no idea how to say your name, but thank you for your message. She left a comment and compliment on our podcast here. And and I always love it. I'm always looking for feedback. So if you guys have any any comments, any topics you'd love to hear about, I would love to know what those are. And I can, you know, if I don't know about them, I'll study them and research them and throw something together for you. So thank you, doctor, for your comment. We really appreciate it. So for loneliness, I wanted to start out with a quote I saw recently. It said, loneliness is recognized as being a risk factor for heart disease, obesity, and lower life expectancy. And I was like, oh, shoot, <laughs> that's not good. Loneliness, like if I'm lonely, I'm at a higher risk of, well, one, not living as long, but of heart disease. That doesn't sound fun. I, obesity, no, no none of those sounded fun. So I was like, man, I need to, I need to do some research on loneliness. So, so I did. Um, and I kind of came to the conclusion that I thought it was ironic that we, that loneliness is on the rise because, I mean, didn't we create the internet and social media to connect us all? I mean, that's what we think. That's, that's not at all what Jamie thinks, but that's what we think is that we are supposed to be more connected than ever. And, you know, we have, we have, I mean, internet is great. Sorry, do not get me wrong. Technology is wonderful, but I've feel like what we're discovering is that we, the reality is we're living in a time of true disconnection. While technology like seems to connect us, the screens around us are disconnecting us from ourselves, from nature, from others. And, and Wi-Fi is not, is not enough to fulfill our social needs. We need face-to-face interaction. You know, I believe that true communication, and if you're close to me, you know that I make everybody get... (laughs) Marco Polo because I it at least like I can see people when I talk to them and I feel like connecting or you know talking to someone at least you got to see their face but but I think being in person would be best talking face to face touch is even a way to truly make connection and not I mean not even an intimate or you know sexual touch at all it just we're going to go into it a little deeper later but even just small pats on the back or a touch on the leg just actually being connected with somebody means a whole lot more than these connections that we have through technology. So to reiterate, technology is wonderful, but I think we need to focus on making sure that technology is enhancing our connection with others, not replacing it. Okay. So as human beings, we have an inherent need for human connection. We have a need for feeling accepted by others. We have a need for human touch. These are all very natural. Now, if you're an introvert and you're like, Jamie, I am cool being alone all day. 
I'm not trying to turn you into a social butterfly, okay? Maybe human connection looks different for each person, especially if you are an introvert. But from my research and what we're going to talk about a little bit later, specifically the healing power of touch, I think that's got to be true for just about everybody. So so let's kind of get into that. I wanted I want to get into that, but I wanted to share this this quote from Harry Potter <laughs> that I thought of as I was thinking about loneliness because I thought, okay, so if you have seen, I don't know which number Harry Potter it is, unfortunately, but it's the one where everybody, nobody believes Harry that you know who has come back. And if you guys don't know Harry Potter, well, shame on you, but <laughs> just kidding. But you know who is Voldemort. He's the bad guy. So no one believes Harry that he's come back, but Luna does, this friend of his. So Luna is telling him, you know, if I were you-know-who, if I were Voldemort, if I was the bad guy, I'd want you to feel cut off from everyone else. Because if it's just you alone, you're not as much of a threat. And I thought, wow, that applies to us. <laughs> that applies to real life. Because no matter who you-know-who is, no matter who the bad guy is, if it's I don't even want to give examples. Let's just say if it's the devil, (laughs) if it's the powers of hell, if it's bad people in our lives, if it's people who seek power and greed and whoever it is that wants us. I mean, right now with COVID, haven't we all been put into our homes and we're cut off from one another? And some people, it's worse than others, you know, in some cities and towns, but we're cut off and we're in our houses and we're alone and we're stressed and we, craziness is upon us. I think that is for certain. And I just thought, man, who is it that wants us? Who knows and understands that I think the true risk in all of this is is the risk of our mental health more than our physical health. I mean, I think we've all kind of discovered that the Rona is not quite as bad as they thought it was going to be initially. You know, it's not as deadly, not near as many people are dying. If they are, they had comorbidities. And I don't want to turn this into anything political or really anything about Rona. But I think it's true, <laughs> we can all agree it's true that we have been disconnected. You know, where they're trying they're trying to get us alone so that we're not as much of a threat because I think we're stronger together, right? We're stronger if we can band together. And whoever it is must know that. Whoever this you-know-who bad guy Voldemort is, they know that. If it's just you alone, you're not that much of a threat. So I believe that true connection, being connected is about being loved, being supported, being at peace. Like that's kind of how you feel when you are truly connecting with somebody. Um, I feel like, I, like I kind of said earlier, true connection is being with people, looking them in the eye, having deep conversations. Maybe this is getting mushy-gushy, but, but I believe that touch is a very important part of communication. Okay. So, um, so let's go a little bit into like physiology. Okay. So touch is part of, I mean, our deepest mammalian systems being touched. They have found as a child helps form vital neural pathways and it feeds emotional connection. So they've learned from studies that children who aren't touched affectionately as babies can develop serious behavioral problems. Okay. Cause touch helps us create cortisol receptors that are more sensitive And that means that they can better regulate their response to stressful situations. So I remember, and this is from so, so long ago that I don't even remember it fully, but I remember seeing in school, like grade school, um, they had done an experiment with monkeys and the one, you know, some of the baby monkeys were in cages with like stuffed bears, stuffed animals. 
And then the others had nothing. In fact, I think I remember barbed wire <laughs> being in those cages. And they and they found that same thing, that those ones that didn't have something cuddly, snuggly, and it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even their mom or anything. It was just stuffed animals. But they turned out way better than the ones with the barbed wire. They had serious developmental and behavioral problems. So I just thought that was really interesting. Kind of popped back into my head as I was learning this. But touch is a big big, big part of our lives. And I think that we've kind of created a society where touch nowadays is almost, you know, frowned upon. You know, like we almost see it as crossing a personal boundary. You know, you better not touch this person. And and I understand that that could be, you know, safe. And that could be a good thing. And it could be good that that has become the norm. But I think we have lost something really vitally important in that process. I think that as our social world has become more and more digital and visual, it's it's just easy to forget the power of human touch in, in our relationships. So let's talk for a second about some of the ways that human touch can help us. And then I want to go into kind of more the physiology. So human touch can help lower heart rate, lower your blood pressure. It helps reduce cortisol levels. It helps raise the natural killer cells, your NK cells in your immune system. So that's awesome for immune system defense. Um, it helps calm the limbic system, which is your emotion center. Because, you know, if you don't do that, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We can get a little crazy if our limbic system is like, like we talked about. If you listen to the past episode on, on stress and having an alert emotional brain or, you know, the limbic system, that can lead to anxiety and, and worrying when, when nothing's there to worry about, right? So so social connection and touch really helps us lower anxiety, lower depression, regulate our emotions. It, it can lead to higher self-esteem and empathy and, like I said, improves our immune systems with those NK cells. And I think that by neglecting our need to connect, we're just putting our health at risk. So let's not do that. Let's connect, okay? But now let's learn some of that physiology I was talking about that I thought was so fascinating. So as I'm studying this, I'm reading, and I learned that there is a particularly high concentration of those specialized touch receptors on our backs and on our shoulders. And I was like, that makes sense. I mean, when you go to somebody who's sad or maybe upset with you or, you know, whatever they are, you go and you pat them on the back you rub their back you touch their shoulders we I don't know that's just kind of you know if you're gonna touch a stranger anywhere that's that's where you touch them right (laughs) not anywhere else so I just thought that was fascinating yeah that makes so much sense or or your baby when your baby's crying I mean I I hold Grayson over my shoulder and I pat his back I rub his back I that's what you do to a baby right so it makes so much sense that we have evolved over thousands millions whatever of years to have a higher concentration of those touch receptors in our backs and shoulders. Cool, huh? And I think it goes to show that we have evolved to be a people that depends on each other, that, you know, it, it takes a village to raise a child. I love that phrase because I wish I had a village <laughs> to raise my children. But we are meant to be social creatures. We're meant to be together and to help one another and serve. And and it kind of just goes to show that that you know, shoulders and backs, that's kind of like hard to reach places for us to get ourselves. But somebody else, I mean, I don't know, I'm just thinking maybe God planned it that way on purpose, that somebody else would have to touch you there to be able to get that same reaction. 
So let's talk about that reaction because we actually have fast nerve fibers that inform our brain and slow nerve fibers that inform our limbic system. So let me, I just think it's easiest to do this with an example. So let's say your child picks up something hot. That's an easy one. Oh, Grayson did this the other day. So he tried to pick up a cookie off of a hot pan and he got his arm on the pan. And so his fast nerve fibers went to his brain and told him like, that's hot. That's me snapping my fingers. <laughs> that's hot. And he drops it, right? So that's your reaction to your fast nerve fibers. But then have you ever seen your kid when they get hurt or something and it takes them a couple seconds before they cry? That's because it's the slower nerve fibers that inform our limbic system. And then the emotion comes, whether it's that you're shocked or it, it hurts or you're going to cry or, you know, whatever it is. But that's why it takes him a couple seconds to start crying. And he, and he did, he took a couple seconds and he started crying. So we have fast nerve fibers and slow nerve fibers. So now when these messages get to our brain, a couple things happen. One is that we let, okay, let's say that you're, someone patted you on the back, right? Your brain will reward you with an increased level of opioids. Okay. These are compounds that are made by your body and they're associated with improved mood. That's a good thing, right? They can also be associated with decreased pain and lower anxiety. That's that. And these are like some of the same effects that you get from like drugs. So there was a professor I was reading about that, like he believed that a lack of touch from other people could be the cause of like some of our society's really biggest problems, especially with people who become addicted to drugs because he feels like if their brain does not get the right nourishment from these pathways that like I said we've honed we've created these for over three million whatever years so it craves that nourishment elsewhere so like from drugs alcohol gambling all these addictive behaviors right so he believes that touch could help reduce like a lot of our society's major issues so then another thing that happens in our brain when we receive these messages is that it triggers a release of serotonin which most people know as the the happy chemical the feel good chemical so touch i mean if it helps us grow and create better behavior helps lower blood pressure helps us release these chemicals in our brain that helps us feel good helps lower your heart rate reduces cortisol levels you know increases your immune system i mean why are we not looking to get more touch in our lives right so i have six ideas of how to get more touch into your day okay idea number one is to hug someone that is close to you each day maybe it's family friends your children whoever just a gentle hug and remember this won't just be beneficial for you but for them too so that's why i like number two if you have children make it an effort to hug them every day see touch see physical touch as Something that's just as important as the healthy food that you want to put into their bodies. I mean, it should just be that important, okay? So make an effort to hug them every day at every opportunity, no matter how old they are. I mean, I don't care if they're 2, 10, or 20. I mean, obviously, if they don't live at home, that's a problem, but try to hug them. Three, if you have like an elderly friend or a parent, try to ensure some level of physical touch when you do see them, such as a prolonged hug would be just fine. Four, I know you'll love this idea. Try roughhousing with your kids. Maybe that's fun. Play, 
play fighting, play wrestling. <laughs> that involves a lot of human touch. And I mean, that's playful for the kids. My love, my love, my kids love when I wrestle with them. So, or we do, um, I don't even know what to call them. Like we flip them. We flip them with our legs. We lay on our backs and flip them with our legs. Sometimes they go on their tummies, sometimes on their back, but children love touch and we've learned that they need it or they'll turn out like those monkeys who were in cages with barbed wire. <laughs> they were psychopaths. Okay. And then idea number um, five would be to take turns giving your partner a back rub or back tickle. Sometimes we call them. It depends if we're like massaging or just kind of like doing the gentle fingers on the back kind of thing. We just call that tickling. So that is awesome. It feels so good. It's like having a back rub every night. So good. And then idea number six is just giving someone a pat on the back. And like when you're going to praise them, actually touch them. Don't be scared. So in conclusion, I'm trying to think how I want to wrap this up. I just feel like human interaction is very important. Like we said at the beginning, loneliness is now a risk factor for obesity, diabetes, and lower life expectancy. Those things don't sound fun. And where we have been probably a little bit more lonely lately than, than we're used to, I think it's just so important to realize and remember that, that the connections we make online should be enhancing our connection with others, not replacing it, right? We don't want to feel alone and cut off from everybody else because whoever, the, like I said, whoever the adversary is in your life, whether it's the devil or some group of people that you feel like is causing all this to happen, whoever it is, you are not as much of a threat if you're alone. So be a threat. <laughs> Stand up for what you believe. Stand up for our health and our happiness as a community and, and band together with people. Make sure you're still talking with and communicating with actual people and really looking out for your own mental health. Remember, there is so much good to be had from a tiny pat on the back, a, I, don't, I won't say a slap on the leg, <laughs> a gentle touch on the leg to somebody might help lower their blood pressure in an instant. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Could lower the heart rate, could reduce their cortisol levels, could make them feel calmer and at peace, could increase their self-esteem. I mean, you don't know which of these effects it's going to have for them. So I hope that this was helpful for you today. Go and do the six things. Hug people, embrace them, have a wrestle with your children. Thanks, everybody. Bye.